didn't have an episode last week. And conveniently, nothing happened in the news. Exactly. No, I, you know, it was a little strange uh, to have such a quiet week to coincidentally on the week we were off. But it was kind of nice because uh, I think we both got some, some nice R&R, got to relax a little bit. Yeah. I don't know about you. I'm feeling very refreshed right now. Yeah, my skin is probably better than it's ever been. <laughs> and I've been getting more sleep than I think I ever have. And sleeping through the night, which I normally have a problem with. I've just uh, all one after another, just staying asleep throughout the entire night. Isn't that neat? That's really impressive. And it's funny you say that because that's been happening to me as well. So. Mm hmm. I normally have this problem where I wake up and check my phone throughout the night, but that, that hasn't happened every half an hour for the past three nights at all. Yeah, I get um, I get really bad, like, stress bloat. My stomach's <laughs> mm -hmm. been completely flat this week. Wow, look at us. Just truly thriving, <laughs> aren't we? Uh, so clearly that was sarcastic. We are recording this episode on Thursday. It's not going to go up until Monday. Um, but the world's world's pretty batshit crazy right now. Uh, I don't know if everyone can tell, but we have decided we're gonna we're gonna acknowledge it at the beginning, but then we don't we don't want to talk about it beyond that. Yeah, we're. I mean, it also occurred to me this podcast is called Brain Bleach for a reason, mm -hmm. and we're trying to make yes. you guys feel better and. I don't think either of our perspectives would offer the happiness or insight that people are looking for politically right now. Yeah, I'm not sure I have a single thing politically <laughs> to say right now that would make anyone feel better. Uh, so, so we're not going to say anything at all. Um, but yeah, that's that's that basically sums up how we're feeling. I mean, there, obviously, there could be a million more crazy shit things that could happen before monday that we don't even know about yet yeah so we're also going to cover our ass and just not even go there mm -hmm. um we could do you have any predictions i was uh, like, just thinking do you i would speculate be what i don't want to fuck anything up so uh -huh. i don't i don't know if... no, not even like i'm not talking about political just like what what other horrible things could we see realistically happening before monday or stressful things Oh my god, my brain went to the worst place possible. <laughs> I mean, I remember like four years ago reading a thing where it's like Yosemite National Park might just like explode at any time. Yeah, wait, um, I have a story about that um, mm -hmm. in a minute. But yeah, I was thinking more in terms of like people. I don't know. You haven't been driving because you are on campus, but mm -hmm. people have been driving like maniacs lately. <laughs> so if I die in a car crash before this goes up. <laughs> don't be surprised everyone's driving like they have nothing to lose it's seriously true um okay it, well yosemite it's like i feel like we all talked about it for like a month and then I we know. don't talk about it anymore and it's like what well, what's going it's the same thing hey guys future liam here editing this on sunday Sophia wanted me to add a disclaimer that when we say Yosemite, we're actually talking about Yellowstone with like all the geysers and shit. Uh, and so, cause she thought people were gonna be confused if we're talking about Yosemite the whole time. I was all for just leaving you to the wolves and letting you figure out what the fuck we're talking about. And also maybe Yosemite could explode anytime. We don't know. In the words of the text Sophia sent me, we aren't scientists, but uh, there you go. It's Yellowstone, not Yosemite. 
Uh, fuck you for making me do this, and thank you for listening to the episode. Alright. In grade school, you would watch, like, the VHS tapes on, like, every 60 seconds, 1,000 trees are cut down. And pretty soon, we're gonna have no more trees. Yeah, do people not care about deforestation anymore? Well, I haven't heard a single thing. Are we still cutting down trees? I assume we are. We just all kind of gave up. I had a period of time where I was very depressed and wanted to be. So mm. I made my home screen like you have Google, Yahoo, whatever, uh, an article from The Guardian about deforestation in the Amazon. <laughs> and oh my God, every so time edgy. I open my laptop. Look at you. So edgy. I bet you care about politics. stuff. You're so cool. I cried a lot that year. That's so cool. Yeah. That's very trendy of you. Oh, ab- anyway, um, with Yosemite, mm-hmm. I went to this climate change symposium when I was in high school. I, it was my, I was taking AP bio. What's a, what's a symposium? It's like, that's a great question. I don't even know. <laughs> um, it's like a panel of okay. people were there and there was mm-hmm. just like a ton of people like in the bio community got to come oh, and they did presentations like a... it's an all-day thing it was at the zoo i don't know who the... i was what i was about to make a joke about the bio community sounding like a lot of fun but then i remember that my girlfriend is a bio major, oh, so maybe maybe this isn't the time to dunk on the biology community yeah we love your work um big yeah. fans i don't mm-hmm. know shit about i failed the ap bio test so mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know who let me in but mm-hmm. there was an armadillo there that we were allowed to pet and that was cool mm. so oh and we also we skyped polar bears what do you mean you skyped polar there bears was how like, does a polar bear answer a skype it was like a skype call at an arctic science station or whatever and there were polar mm-hmm. bears anyway so now this panel and this guy who looked like Santa was speaking on the issue of Yosemite. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about like, or no, he was speaking on volcanic activity just in general. So oh my boy. teacher told us that she would give us extra credit if we raised our hand and asked a question. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I raised my hand and I was like, what the fuck do I know about volcanoes? So I asked him some question about like Yosemite erupting. Mm-hmm. And he got stumped. And he was like, uh, I need to consult my associates on this one. And like asked the other scientists for that. They whispered for a minute. And then he was like, we actually can't come up with an answer to this question. And everyone what? was like shocked. I didn't even I had no, I don't even know what I asked. And afterwards, he came up to me and thanked me. How how are you a <laughs> volcanic expert in North America and not like prepared for the softball that is Yosemite. Because basically Yosemite and Hawaii, right? And like that's it. Well, what I'm that's wondering is know. what if I started the movement? What if my question <laughs> led into the discourse and the scientific community? You asked a question and then they all went on the numbers and they're like, oh, oh fuck, wait. And then they realized that we might all die at any time. <laughs> I want to know who would die if it like – because with volcanic activity, like, wh- how do they know the mile radius to which the damage will reach? And, like, pollution-wise. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, obviously, I, I this is something I read, like, years ago. But I thought that the real danger with Yosemite was, like, the ash that it would kick up. 
it could like potentially cover like the entire like all of north america uh for like months uh, all of north america that's i mean i feel like that's what i read but again this was like years ago i think that might apparently we don't just it's something we just don't talk about that might be the best thing to happen to our continent (laughs) The, the sun just gets blocked out yeah come through <laughs> what a twist that would be though just like mother nature comes in well i'm really i'm so scared of that kind of stuff because when we read about it in class like i don't do you learn about that in like what elementary school classes they have like science social mm-hmm. studies like the general but when you read about that mm-hmm. a lot of those big scale eruptions wiped out society mm-hmm. and like if that happened like that that could happen against society volcanoes don't know how developed we are they don't know about technology <laughs> like they don't know what volcanoes they're fucking have not up been paying attention not that those lives didn't matter then <laughs> but it would just but ours just matter more right now we I think, think so more. yeah like if i had to choose between pompeii and us I'm going to go with us 100% of the time. Well, in Sicily, they have some of the best tomatoes. I think it's Sicily um, mm-hmm. because their land is fertilized with volcanic ash. Fun fact. That is a fun fact. I had a lot of fun learning that. <laughs> the most fun in weeks, one, pretty, one might say. Time. I'm trying to think of like other things they talked about in school. That seemed like a huge deal, but have not been brought up since. Like the deforestation Ooh, was the a big good one, point. where it's like, I don't know. I have such specific memories of watching multiple like VHS tapes about like deforestation is bad. You there? We have to save it. Um, and just like haven't heard at all about it since. I guess just like climate change is more pressing. Hello. Hello. Okay, back. Um, have fun editing that. Are you? I'm, gonna, I'm not editing shit. Okay. Just because, Sophia, just because you have fucking bad internet does not mean that I have to slave away. Okay, one more election thing. Editing. It's because Ohio is a piece of shit and my connection's bad. Anyway. That, that must be it, yeah. I'm trying to think of other things that were supposed to be a big deal that aren't. Mm-hmm. There's the John Mulaney joke about quicksand, which at this point is stereotypes, but also still very true. That is I, a I, very good example. Also, I saw a TikTok about quicksand the other day, and quicksand, I'd never seen like a video of quicksand before, and it does not look that scary at all. Oh, really? I feel very confident that I would be fine if I like got stuck in some quicksand. Well, I used to play Animal Crossing on the GameCube, and mm-hmm. there are pitfalls and that mm. was a fear that I had. Like, I, because mm. you can just sink into the earth at any time. Yeah. I had, I had a fear. Um, I would like, this would keep me up at night. Every single time I would hear a police siren, I was like, they're coming for me. Like, this is it. They're, they're, they're coming to this house. They're going to knock my board. They're just gonna, like, take me away. And then that's going to be it. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be gone forever. And then, uh, you get a little older and you're like, oh, wait, I don't need to be scared about police. And then you get even older and you're like, oh, wait, I was right the first time. And it, I should have been terrified. Yeah, I was going to say, anytime I drive on the highway, 
If I see mm-hmm. a cop car, I'm like, they specifically drove out here so that they could get me. Mm-hmm. They knew I was I love- coming. Um, do you use Waze ever? Like yes. the directions app? I freaking love how capitalism found a way around speeding tickets. I know. And it's just like, we, it's, it's just community organized snitching, which I am so here for. Just like, yep, I see a police officer. I'm going to report it so that everyone else knows I got to drive the speed limit here. And then I can go back to on my merry little way after that. I love it so much. There is nothing more validating than the person in front of you, because it's usually like a big truck flashing mm-hmm. so that you know they see a cop. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, thanks for looking out for me. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about weight, you know, talking about healing this political divide we have in America, on ways, we don't care how you vote. It's just man looking out for his fellow man. Absolutely. And, and helping help everyone helping each other out. Amen. Same to those people who go to Starbucks and they're like, you know what? Keep the change and pay it forward. (laughs) I love those people. Mm -hmm. Gosh, guys, you know, we're so divided. They should just make a ways, but for America. (laughs) And that's, that's your thinker for the day. If that happened, they would disable that feature. (laughs) (laughs) They would lie so that the police could make more money. (laughs) The FBI overthrows america ways i remember when uber first was gaining traction Mm -hmm. people being like oh this is gonna get shut down quickly like this there's no way they're gonna pull this one off and now it's like streamlined i mean it is still kind of a weird thing to have be legal i feel like you know what i mean yeah like they those the people who drive for uber they pass uber's like safety check but they don't have there's nothing beyond uber's kind of minimal checks that they do um but i like it works i guess um i had my phone stolen once by an uber driver who held it hostage Mm. and i had to get the cops to go out and get it like an hour and a half away um which was a really great experience but i learned in the process that uber does not have a customer service number oh really if you're in an emergency situation you call their like emergency number and then it tells you to call 911 oh my god <laughs> so um like my thing i guess with uber drivers trying to commit crimes it's like they have all of your information what makes you think that you're at all going to get away f- away with this that is pretty terrifying you know what I mean? yeah uh, and I, you hear stories about people like getting kidnapped uh, by their Uber drivers and stuff, but it's like from the, if you're the driver in that scenario, like Uber has all of your information and they know like exactly what time you picked up this person and where, and like where they were going. There is no chance that you're going to get away with this crime. Right. Why are you like, what? Well, yeah, in my case, um, he wanted me to meet him at an address to go get my phone. It was a really sketchy address. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck? So I immediately, I was, it was actually when I was at orientation for BU. Mm -hmm. So I was only in Boston for like 24 hours. And Mm -hmm. that's how I spent my orientation, like getting my phone back. But I went to the cops and I was like, this dude wants me to meet him at a location. Like what? Mm Mm-hmm. So he it's ended. Funny. He took it to a police station and left it there. Mm-hmm. 
it's funny that you mentioned orientation um because i spent i was in like the matriculation ceremony and my mom started calling me so i had to like leave uh because it was really strange i didn't know why she was calling me it was very unusual so i left and i answered it and she's like yeah so sadie is going in for emergency surgery right now and i'm just like wait what so i spent that entire day like on the phone trying to figure out like what was going on with my family because my sister's like appendix burst oh my god um but like while she was going in for surgery so which is like really dangerous apparently and it was like a whole crazy situation damn um, but yeah that's how i spent my uh orient like i guess not orientation but matriculation fun times at boston university yeah that was not that was not the the best day. I got to say because- my experience was surprisingly nice because I didn't have my phone for the entire day. So once I like I texted my mom from someone else's phone just so they knew I was alive and like whatever. <laughs> but mm-hmm. not having my phone forced me to talk to people and I had some wild story about like Liam Neeson ass trying to get their phone back and <laughs> Like, I feel like I made friends because I had something terrible happen to me. <laughs> um, I left orientation early because I just, like, hated it so much. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty... Like, wanna you want to run through orientation? Yeah. Do you want me to or you... I feel like you you might also... Did you do it? Well, I did... Tra- I'm a transfer student, so I did transfer mm. orientation and I don't know if oh, it's different. Okay. Well, so for me, it was two days. You stay one night in a dorm with a dude that I did not even make eye contact <laughs> with. Um, and That part's like, the same. No, I'm I kidding. Was, I was really frustrated because I was hoping to like actually learn about the college. Because I feel like I still had no idea what I was like going to actually do when I got here. So I was hoping to like get more information on like moving and stuff. And it was all just like groups like getting to know you and like talking about your place in the community. It's like, no, man, I want to learn like how do I move in and what do I bring and like how do I get to class and stuff. Um, And so when I realized it wasn't going to be that, I was like, well, this sucks. So the it was supposed to be like the second day they had activities planned until like 5 p.m. And I woke up at 8 a.m., went and got my photo taken for my ID and then just went to the train station and moved up my ticket and like got the hell out of there. Yeah, I I actually left early too. Um <laughs> I my situation was weird because I had to fly in and I was mm-hmm. only there for like 48 hours one night mm-hmm. and I had the phone thing happen, but I remember yeah. the first like so I Ubered there, lost the phone, mm-hmm. tried to get it. And so like while I was waiting to track it down, I caught bits and pieces of what they were doing. And they mm-hmm. had like this really emotional play. It was like a one act that they made mm-hmm. everybody sit through and then talk about to like make us vulnerable. That's the oh, first thing I they did. I think we did the same thing. Yeah, I remember that now. We did like the same thing. That is insane to do to it's a group of so college students weird. at 8 a.m., when it's like 90 degrees yeah. out in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, but they forced you to come. Like, you don't really have a choice. And it costs so much money. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand how that part of it hasn't changed yet. Oh, well, you think that was overpriced. I worked for orientation over the summer. 
And we were doing uh, Zoom orientation. Oh, God. And still charging people the same $300. Are you fucking kidding? I'm not joking even a little bit. It was During three... a pandemic. Yes. It was two days of just all wall-to-wall Zoom calls. Um, which, like, and essentially the same kind of programming as in person, just over Zoom. But still charging the exact same amount. Oh, my God. It... I felt bad, like, working for them because, like, everyone, all of the freshmen were, like, complaining and we were all, like, yeah, like, we feel the exact same way. Like, this is insane. That's um, not financially feasible for, like, anyone. No, I mean, honestly, half of BU probably. <laughs> yeah, and... What the fuck? I, I wonder, like, how what BU's actual financial standing is. Yeah. Because, like, they were like, yeah, we still need to charge the same because we're, like, still paying all of you guys and stuff to do all this work. So, like, we still need to charge the same amount. But I'm like, if BU, if things are truly so dire right now that you need $300 from each of these freshmen, like, right now, <laughs> like, what is going on at this university? Yeah. And then you see a building like Questrom. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, huh. Or I had the blessing to go into Daddy Brown. Daddy Brown's our president. Um, mm-hmm. I was in their office, which is like right next to Questrom. And it's the bougiest place I've ever seen in my life. Is it like, really? Yeah, like they have like marble floors. The Aww. view is the Charles. It's disgusting. Like, and I'm 80% sure that's where all of their money is. <laughs> they probably feed <laughs> them real them food too. He's his salary. It's like top ten in the nation. I'm pretty sure. Great, awesome. Finally, we're, we're a top ten school. Uh, BU finally is a top ten school in something. Oh boy, what they crave. Um, but yeah, I I I just felt really bad every time I was leading a group, and like people would complain to our faces sometimes, and we would all be like, "Look, I don't want to get fired. It's like I can't really agree with you, but like, you know." check out that meme page those (laughs) memes are pretty funny yeah and we yeah so it was just not fun college students are very connected by the shortcomings and failures of their university yes very true and we've got a lot to choose from yeah i mean we've got a plethora of options right now i see i go back and forth with how i feel about bu right now because like i kind of feel like things are as good as we could realistically expect them to be mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like i don't i don't really feel like i'm getting my money's worth right now yeah i have a ve- i have a very conflicted relationship because bu like with my financial situation bu has been very generous mm-hmm. but on the other hand in general i feel like they the fact that it costs like what seventy thousand with everything included, like yeah. housing, tuition, that's fucking absurd. Like for especially because they're not willing to make like the administration isn't willing to make certain concessions. Because mm-hmm. I've worked with with my health issues, I've worked with disability service, I've worked with housing, and they are so stingy on what accommodations they're willing to prioritize. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. are you that worried about liability? Like, what is the liability that you're concerned about? Mm-hmm. 
Well, and I'm just like, BU is so huge. How are, we better be in better in good financial stand. Like the school better yeah. be doing well financially. Otherwise, like what the fuck are the people running this school doing? If we are like really just like paycheck to paycheck here. Seriously, what has been going what the on? Fuck? But uh, yeah, I'm. I have to imagine we're probably the only ones who feel this way about the school they attend. Though I think this is just a BU problem and no other college. Has this problem <laughs> any, any Definitely other. not other private institutions. Yeah, not a not a single one. Honestly, uh, going to college and looking at how much everything costs is very effective birth control. <laughs> uh, is that that's going to be the new CDC recommended form of birth control <laughs> starting next year? Actually, it's the only one that's still going to be legal. Browse U.S. News and World Report. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, hysterectomies. Actually, you can still get a hysterectomy. That's the only other option. Um, shifting gears, you and I several weeks ago were talking about which surgeries we would want to have. Mm -hmm. And I believe you said a vasectomy. I did, yes. Just wanted to bring that up. Just, just to <laughs> remind me. Just to put that out there. <laughs> I'm still a hundred percent on on with that. Hey, I, think I support that's the right it. Way to go. Good for you. I think it's the right way to go. I saw. Um, I've been seeing on like Instagram and Reddit. These this like Twitter post, I think it's like one specific Twitter post that's been going around where it's like, oh yeah, if you think we should be controlling all women's bodies, what if we just make all men get a vasectomy? Does that make you uncomfortable? Yeah, it should. And I'm I read that and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm on board. Snip snip, <laughs> let's go. You're down. Uh, why why has this been taking so long? This is this is the legislation I want. But it's for you oh. specifically. It's like on a ballot. Issue seven, mm. Liam Grogan. Should, should Liam Grogan vasectomy? How do you feel? <laughs> I, I'm I'm pro all men having to get vasectomies. We the men have had it too good for too long. Right, with keeping our balls. You know, intact. I have an idea. Mm -hmm. Since our country has decided to take a heteronormative approach to every fucking policy it makes. Mm. Why don't they just make men get a vasectomy when their loving wife hits menopause? Because, mm, you know, in this smart. country, We're everyone is in a married heterosexual relationship <laughs> by the time they hit menopause. We're all in this together. <laughs> I uh, was just listening to this YouTuber talk about who's uh, she's not married. She's been with the same guy for like 10 years. And she was talking mm -hmm. about how absurd it is when people like if somebody has been in a relationship that long when are you getting married when are you getting married and then it turns into when are you having kids when are you having kids and it's mm -hmm. like this is 2020 are we really going there yeah stop pushing your idea of what a family should be on to me that's not cool yeah live life how you please we are we're pro all lifestyle choices here on the podcast <laughs> except for furries oh yeah we, fuck we that we do not support. I mean, we like. Well, we like, I like what? That they exist it's Don't funny. put I like we that, in this. I like that they exist because I think it's a pretty funny thing to have exist in the world. Um, um I just remembered something important. Mm. Last year, didn't you tell me there was going to be a furry convention and you were trying to go? I didn't want to buy. Okay, <laughs> I have I have a lot of things to say about this actually. <laughs> 
Yes. So there is a furry convention that happens every year in Boston. I didn't want to buy tickets, but I was just like fascinated. Is that what the straight pride parade is? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I really wanted to just like go down and like look and just be like, what does a furry convention even look like? Um, I was so fascinated. But when I was um, researching like the tickets and how much they cost and stuff uh there's a whole section on their website for the the different kinds of tickets you can buy and there's one called the little scampers pass are you fucking kidding it's for it's for kids 10 and under that's the ticket you buy if you want to bring your child who was under the age of 10 to the furry convention if your child is considered a quote little scamper in their eyes they should not be attending this event yeah, I mean, I I feel like I feel pretty confident in saying don't bring your kid to a furry convention. That's not going to help them in any way shape. Unless or you're form. trying to scar them for life and induce different mental health disorders. Yes, that's true. If that's your goal, that's a pretty effective way to accomplish it actually. It's very time effective. When I was nice I think 12 or 13, my family mm-hmm. was in Pittsburgh and we went to the Andy Warhol Museum. And mm-hmm. on the seventh floor, they always have an like a featured exhibition, and mm-hmm. it was from an artist whose main focus was in like performance pieces related to gender identity and sexuality. Mm. I saw so many disturbing like vagina and penis <laughs> things that, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. mind you, if I saw it now, I would just be like, whatever, cool, walk through mm-hmm. it, take something meaningful out of it. But as a 12-year-old, that was a lot at once. <laughs> and my family, they always talk about this, like, don't go on the seventh floor. Like, if there's a building <laughs> and it has a seventh floor, I can't go. It'll just be, like, flashbacks, Vietnam flashbacks, but it's all just Of intercourse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of times that I was traumatized as a child. I mean, I, I'm pretty fucked up right now. But I feel like I had a pretty trauma-free childhood, if I'm being honest with myself. I'm not sure a lot really happened to me. <laughs> the trauma all hit at once, and it was in adulthood when you have full awareness. It was it was self-induced trauma, actually. It was just my brain. <laughs> nothing happened. My brain just decided to go into self-destruct mode at age, like, 17. Your brain started accepting the monster it had created. Exactly, yeah. I, is, that's what happens. In case anyone's wondering, I'm in the process of getting a new psychiatrist, and yeah, um, which is really fun during a pandemic. But I have to imagine, yes. Anytime, and oh, honey, I've been around the block. Um, you switch, like mental health. It's interesting, like running down the line of all the shit that's happened to you. Mm-hmm. And this appointment that I just had was at 8 a.m. And mm-hmm. having to run through all of my past, like, demons that early in the morning, it's quite mm-hmm. the experience. Yeah, I <laughs> I have to imagine, yes, that is probably the case. <laughs> uh, I feel like I have, I'm having a very hard time pinpointing my own state of mental health currently. Because um, I, I feel like I'm probably doing pretty okay. But I, I, I have symptoms of depression, but I don't think I'm depressed. And I don't feel depressed at all. Oh, no. So, like, I think my, I think my brain is just, like, 
going into hibernation or something. Well, congratulations. Because, like, I've been, I have, I've been having, like, some kind, some insomnia recently. Um, and, like, really hard trouble sleeping. And then, but then I'll take, like, a lot of naps during the day because of the insomnia. And it's just, like, this cycle. And my eating habits are just, like, really weird. But I think it's also because of my, like, sleeping habits and stuff. Um, but, like, I know that, like, those are... Those are signs of like mental health stuff, but like I feel like I'm generally doing okay. My brain has just decided that it's it's it doesn't want to function normally anymore. It's like you know what, baby, I'll take care of you. I'm not gonna give mm-hmm. you any of the thoughts, but I'm mm-hmm. gonna give you everything else, and it's gonna <laughs> hit hard. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's it's like, that's fun. It's like I'm being taken – there's, like, a really irresponsible uncle who's taking care of me. And, like, I'm going to be fine. I'm doing okay. But nothing is going how it's supposed to. Power to you. That's a good mm. way to live. It's like uh, Uncle Rico in Napoleon Dynamite. Exactly, yeah. Uncle Rico is at the wheel in my little – Running over right Tupperware. Um, mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, see, my brain – I've been in like fight or flight for probably 10 years um, <laughs> and that's fun. That's a hot streak. Yeah, it's going really well. Um, but no, I a lot of people right now understandably are in need of mental health attention mm-hmm. and the shortage of professionals who are willing to take new clients probably because they themselves need to see someone. Um, is like universal. Like I can mm-hmm. I can name off the top of my head like five of my friends who haven't been mm. able to get help that they legitimately need. I know here it's been bad too because uh, I know people who have been looking for therapists down here mm-hmm. and you have to call like a lot of people before yeah. you find anyone with any openings. Well, that's what – it took me like all summer <laughs> and mm. I didn't find anybody. And then by the time I did – make an appointment it was another month until my assessment and then another month until i can see so it's just mm-hmm. uh it's like calling 911 and they're like when you get put on an uber wait list the ambulance is just like there are seven people ahead of you <laughs> <laughs> it's like i hope i'm done having a stroke by then <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> Calling nine one one and just getting that like jazz music, that elevator music. <laughs> they're like, it's like I. They're like nine one one. What's your emergency? And you start to tell them, and they go, "It's actually not an emergency. We got to put you on hold." Yeah, I mean, we're laughing at this, but this is a hundred percent happened to people. Like I'm <laughs> sure, semi frequently. Now I just feel- I mean I don't know I don't know anything about how nine one works but just assuming with how things generally go in this country I'm gonna assume that the worst case scenario we can conceive of probably happens at least daily I get violently angry when an ambulance is clearly coming and people don't pull over mm-hmm. what the fuck do you like <laughs> what <laughs> I have I have a story about this so when this would have been when I was a sophomore or no i would have been a junior in high school and my friend's dad gave me a ride home from a soccer game and this guy he works for like the cia in like the pentagon i think um 
and like very top secret can't even really say like what his real job is so like high high level government official um he's giving us a ride back and we're just like talking and we're so the the fire department is kind of on the outside of town and then like you pass it as you're driving into town like through downtown um and as we're about to pull past it an ambulance pulls up with its lights on and like siren on right in front of us and instead of like slowing down or pulling to the side this guy gets right in behind the ambulance not even like six feet behind like drafting (laughs) and we go 70 miles an hour through this small downtown main town uh just like tailgating this ambulance passing everyone who's like pulled to the side they're all like flipping us off and yelling at us as we like speed past them and this guy is not phased at all by this uh and i i when we got to my house i thanked him i got out and then i vowed to never accept a ride from him again as long as i live I think that's something that a therapist would want you to talk about in an initial evaluation. I I don't think I was traumatized by it. I was it was like a learning a new way to get around. That's wild. Uh, I want to try that. No, I'm kidding. It was funny. There was one guy who uh, kind of tried to cut us off as we were going through town, and then yelled "Hey, asshole!" Uh, as like we drove past, and. The guy giving me a ride kind of tried to shit on that guy afterwards. He's like, yeah, who is that guy trying to cut me off? Like, why would he do that? And I was just like, buddy, we were going 70 miles an hour, like tailgating an ambulance through downtown. What You are in no standing to be complaining about other people right now. But of course, I didn't say that because I didn't want to go missing the next week <laughs> never to be heard from again. You, and then you call, then you get kidnapped. You call nine. You call Uber, and they're like, "Call nine one one." And then you call nine one one, and they're <laughs> like, "No, <laughs> no." But yeah, that's my ambulance story. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I'm really proud of that guy. That actually takes so much balls. Mm-hmm. What have you never done that before? Only a couple times, but I was <laughs> alone, so. Can you imagine being that ambulance driver, just like looking in the mirror, like what the fuck? <laughs> what is Hopefully, they're on? not looking in their mirror, Liam. That's true, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, two eyes forward. The coolest thing ever. I was like eight years old, and my aunt has her pilot's license, and mm-hmm. she took me for a ride in a Cessna, mm-hmm. and. Again, it was like the coolest thing ever for me as an eight year old. Mm. And you get um, like they have to wear a headset, even if you're just doing like a joy ride and you pick up other people's signals. And I wanted so badly to fuck with the other people. Mm-hmm. Just like an eight year old voice comes on. <laughs> Hi, guys, we're going in for a landing. <laughs> just got struck by lightning. Hello. <laughs> Um, it's the kind of so shit I, was I talking, said. I was talking to some other friends earlier this week when we were discussing the possibility of me taking a gap semester. And uh, this was not a great day. So I was just like, guys, what if I just drop out? What oh, are some, like, Liam, what I've are... had so many of those days. <laughs> well, I was like, what are some jobs, some cool jobs that I could do without a college education? And one, I think the first one said immediately, was like pilot. I was like, that'd be kind of cool. Just like fly planes all day, hang out in the sky with the birds. So Um, yeah, maybe I'll just drop out and be a pilot. 
two things. One, mm. I've looked into this <laughs> for the same reason, and mm. it costs, I think, 15000 to go to flying school. Ah, yeah. Second of all, um, I spent a gap semester trying to figure out which jobs I could have without a degree so that I could take an eternal gap semester. <laughs> and the conclusion of that was I am not taking an eternal gap semester and I'm just going to suck it up and throw a tantrum every day of my fucking life because I'm <laughs> in college. Um, one of the jobs that I flirted with was au pairing. Mm. And... I was I I had an internship and I remember like in between tasks looking at what it would take like what how much it would cost logistically and whatever and I like mm. didn't tell anyone that I was so seriously considering it <laughs> because I knew that the second I got home my parents would be like okay how are you going to pay for it <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh I'll just move to All Denmark right. real quick I mean I feel like I could be like a bomb ass plumber or like electrician I could like fix lights and stuff. That's true. That'd be kind of neat. Um, is it true though? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I I feel like I, uh, plumbing. I just doing pipes and shit. Like, oh, put this pipe in here. I mean, I know it's more complicated than that, but like, I could. I could. Yeah, do I wanna. I wanna f apologize to any plumbers listening to this podcast for Liam completely undermining your career. No, I wasn't undermining. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying. No, no, I'm just saying. I feel like I could do it, and because yeah, you don't need a. I'm not. Uh, you don't need a college education to be a plumber. You just go like apprentice with someone, and I feel like I could. I'm very capable of doing that. That's you are definitely capable of doing that. Yeah. If so that's I mean, your that's dream job, fun. go for it, buddy. I mean, it's not my dream job, but you know, going to college and sitting in my room fourteen hours a day is not really my dream job either. So who knows? Maybe I'll be, maybe I'll go be the best gosh darn plumber this world has ever seen. I would be really, I would support you in that, and I'd be very proud. Mm -hmm. It worked out for Mario pretty well. You get an award. Mm -hmm. Yeah, look at the yeah. enterprise he's built for himself. Exactly, he's doing very well for himself. Right is now. Peach I his wife or daughter? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think like girlfriend. I don't think they're not married or anything. Because you can end up with Peach. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't want to say Mario... that if it was his daughter. Yeah, Mario has really been simping for the same girl for like thirty-five years, and he didn't What's go to college. That? Yeah, but he didn't go to college and end up a huge simp. See, I like... was like, I was out here, and I was like, if Mark fucking Zuckerberg can make that much off Facebook, he's a douchebag. I can certainly take a take my time off college and do something amazing and make money. Mm -hmm. But like, I think he got into Harvard. Yeah, he went to Harvard. <laughs> so you know, there's actually a whole scene in I don't know if you've seen it, the Social Network. Yeah, I have. Where he dunks on BU. Good. At like the very beginning. So, it's really, yeah. I want to actually talk about how bullshit the fact that you need a bachelor's to do a lot of jobs. Like, fuck that. Seriously. I mean, I mean that in I complete think, seriousness. It's not, I feel like it's not that you actually need a bachelor's degree to be able to do the job. It's just like, it's how they weed a lot of people out yeah. by saying you need a bachelor. Because like, I don't think they really care at all what your degree is usually. When you're I know, and that's such a fucked up, like, 
mentality. I don't know. Yeah. I a lot of people in my family didn't go to college, mm-hmm. and they're doing fine. But I also yeah. see the limitations they have. Yeah. So it's frustrating because oh. it's like I don't want to do it every like every morning. <laughs> I put on my stupid little outfit and my stupid little <laughs> backpack. But yeah. I feel yeah. Well, maybe I'll move to Hawaii. We'll see. I want you to move to Hawaii so bad. I want me to move to Hawaii too. I mean, I feel like I would feel weird being that far away from my family is like the the biggest thing. Yeah, that's a um, huge thing. But like, obviously, it's not like forever. It would just be for a few months or something. Um, but yeah, I'm. I mean, we're, we're, I'm. This is the time to make irresponsible life decisions. I've gotten a couple piercings in the past too short of amount of time to have accumulated <laughs> a couple. And, where where have they been pierced? Um, all Toe up nails? my cartilage. And I just mm. realized putting my headphones on to record this podcast that I can't feel my ear. <laughs> <laughs> the- <laughs> I mean, how much can you really feel your ears to begin with? You can't ears- feel them until the feeling is lost and you realize mm-hmm. that ears normally are really you good. Do. Ears are really good for one of the five senses, but not the other four, I would say. That's true. But yeah, um, all the blood is like coming to the surface and mm-hmm. making itself known. Um, anywhere else besides your cartilage? My dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, good. I'm just going to leave that there. No, that, a, that can't be a real thing, oh. right? No, wait. Well, uh, clearly you've never had a piercing. Um, so they actually like specify at a lot of tattoo shops how much, like when they give pricing, waist up piercings. Well, are you, they will actually pierce your dick? Is that <laughs> You didn't know that? There's this whole no. thing of like genital piercing. Uh, <laughs> that sounds so painful and uncomfortable and like, for what? I'm like clenching my vagina as I say this. It's so, oh. I, yeah. You're asking the wrong person because that is not something I would ever like to pursue. Well, okay. But like where on your dick? Because if it's like, if you're getting your scrotum pierced, <laughs> that's going to hurt really, really oh bad. Oh my God. But it's not as intrusive as like the middle of the shaft. So That's true. People get their- I don't know. People, like, get their clits pierced. Uh, <laughs> you probably just lose all feeling after that, right? I would uh, just probably die um, on the spot. Mm-hmm. Well, I, okay, I don't, getting a piercing is, like, more expensive than it should be, and I binged mm-hmm. because the place I went to had a deal in October because, like, for some reason, tattoo places are obsessed with Halloween. Like, once it mm-hmm. begins once october begins that's it for them so they had like really generous discounts um but the first time i got one was like a couple years ago like a cartilage and i hadn't eaten in a while but i didn't think that would matter and they did it and i was like wow that didn't hurt at all and then when i stood up i went blind because i had an optical migraine and um, I thought I was going to, I was like, I'm blind for life. <laughs> like, <laughs> something something kind of similar. The first time I gave blood, 
Um, I thought you were going to say the first time you gave birth. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, obviously the second and third time. We all know what happened then. But the first time was, <laughs> no. Um, but no, the first time I gave blood, immediately after, I felt fucking great. And I was like, I must be immune from like all they were because they hype it up. And they're like, you're probably going to like be really woozy and you might pass out afterwards, like be really tired. And that's OK. I felt awesome after I was like, oh, this no. is great. I'm on top of the world. I like did stuff for like an hour. I went and hang out with friends and I got home and I sat down on the couch and I woke up six hours later <laughs> sitting in the same position with a, the worst migraine headache I've ever had in my entire life. Damn. And I think it was like worse because I went and did a lot of stuff right after giving blood. I didn't like take it easy. Um, but I was just like, oh, maybe I am human. The only time I've ever blacked out, mm. I was like. I mean, for like non-alcoholic purposes. No, um, I was, I think I was seven and my neighbor whipped an old Game Boy at my face and oh my God, it why? knocked out a couple teeth because I wanted to play with it and it wasn't my turn and I got annoyed <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to ask your mom if I can play with it. So she threw it at my mouth. Oh my God. Because that's the appropriate response. Uh, yeah, I, I mean that seems justified. And it knocked out. I had I had one tooth that was super loose, and I was too much of a pussy to pull it. That tooth yeah. stayed, and it knocked out the two around it. Yeah. And I like I blacked out for like a solid fifteen minutes, and when I woke up, I was just bleeding everywhere. Hmm. Well, uh, that's horrifying. Yeah. Um, the tooth fairy was generous as fuck because she felt bad though. Mm -hmm. That's good. Tooth fairy give you a crisp one hundred. Coming in clutch. Uh, she gave me the Sims, <laughs> <laughs> which, if you ask me, is priceless. That's actually so like the tooth fairy. The idea of the tooth fairy like leaving something a present, not just like a dollar, is really well. Funny I was I I was an atheist at age four. So, like, I flat out said there is no God, unprompted. And mm -hmm. I knew my mom and dad were the tooth fairy. And I made sure to tell them that if I didn't wake up with the Sims under my pillow, I'd be sad. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, oh, like, your so kid funny. gets a tooth knocked out and you can spare 15 bucks. Like, mm -hmm. go for can it. Can you imagine you see someone pulling up in their, like, new Lamborghini? And you're like, oh, where'd you get that? Oh, the tooth fairy got it for me <laughs> when I was like eight. Yeah, that's that. Not my tooth fairy, but mm -hmm. maybe Donald Trump's tooth fairy. Hey, <laughs> no, no politics. Ah. I mean, the, the, the sworn agreement that we, the oath we took. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I'm, you know me. I'm down to dunk on DJT any day. Do you see? Do you watch Borat too? Oh, subsequent yeah, movie I film. I saw it twice. Uh, I I've only watched it once. I haven't watched it twice. Um, Ru Rudy Giuliani was definitely touching himself. Uh, that was I, so fucking weird and gross. His, I like how he tried to explain it away. Like, no, I was just tucking in my shirt, which is like, buddy, we've all tucked in our shirt before, but never once have I done it like that like yeah for anyone who hasn't seen the movie rudy giuliani lies down on a bed and like puts his hand on his dick inside mm -hmm. his pants and i like like the other thing that's funny about it is like he's like i was tucking in my shirt his shirt was like 
completely perfectly tucked before that also it was he wasn't hurting for shirt tucking uh i felt personally before. attacked because um so he was being in the scene he was being interviewed by a female journalist and she baited him brilliantly and she was like I preferred to, she was like, a lot of people tell me that I need to get in front of the camera, but I like doing behind the camera. And mm. the amount of times gross old guys, if I'm doing like a political piece or something, have said to me, you should go into broadcast journalism. Like, mm-hmm. sh- fuck yourself. Like, Well, he, he was like, you're beautiful. You're so beautiful. And then when they get in the room, he asks for her address. Ew, like, I didn't yeah. catch that. No, yeah. So right before the like the gross moment that we all talk about, I feel like it's kind of been overlooked. But he's like, "Yeah, where do you live? What's your address?" And he like asks her her phone <laughs> number too. It's so gross. I mean, I guess maybe I'm wrong. Maybe if you don't remember that, maybe I remember you wrong. But I'm pretty sure he does. I wouldn't. Um, I mean, the fact that I believe you set, speaks to his character. I'm almost certain that he he's asking for her address right before, which is like so gross but also like i i love the line when i mean it's it's hard i didn't laugh at it because the moment before was so shocking but when uh sasha baron cohen runs in it's like no she's too old for you she's 15 yeah she's 15 she's too old for you that's fucking hilarious i got distracted because immediate i love sasha baron cohen and immediately Mm. after they grab each other's hands and run outside barefoot and they look like they're having the best time they really do and it's so sweet yeah uh i i i did really like that movie what how did you think compared to the first one i was really worried because i hate um like I, I'm a big proponent of like don't mess with a good thing, and mm-hmm. Borat one was perfection, mm-hmm. but he like the he acknowledged a little bit in the beginning, like subliminally that making a sequel is like a corny thing to do. Mm-hmm, yeah, like he pretend they played it up like everyone knows Borat now. Borat's fame. He's a famous journalist. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was funny, but it took a solid like 20 minutes to get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. It was really funny. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, the first one will always be a classic. And so like, I'm always going to prefer the first one, I think. But it was definitely, I think, a worthy sequel. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wasn't disappointed by it. Well, it wasn't um, trying to surpass the first. And that's he, true. It, it also had an agenda. Like, if we were not in the political conditions we're in right now, I don't think he would have bothered with a second one. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah this is his it, civic duty. <laughs> this is, that's Sasha Baron Cohen just, like, doing his part. I can't believe you still haven't watched um, Who is America. I know, Which was his I have show to. on Showtime, which is, like, also phenomenal. I think that show is probably better than this movie. Well, actually, no. Did... I know it. The show is better than I think Borat too. Um, Ali G, that was like his yes. show before. So yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. like when he does series. Mm-hmm. I've only seen clips from Ali G. I haven't watched it, um, like all together. Have you? No. I've also I've... seen clips, but my <laughs> fa- my pa- my family is like obsessed with it for some reason. Mm-hmm. There, there's a clip that was going around on Twitter last week, which was uh, when Donald Trump was on the Ollie G show. Who? And uh, DJT, the ratings machine, as oh. he refers to himself. Um, <laughs> but 
it it's so it's funny because it's so clearly from like a humbler time where it's just Sasha Baron Cohen like messing with him where he's like I have this idea so you know how ice cream like melts and uh gets all on your hand uh you might see where I'm going with this and Donald Trump's like oh yeah is it like ice cream that doesn't melt and Sasha Baron Cohen's like oh no that's a really good idea I was gonna say ice cream gloves that you wear (laughs) when and and Donald Trump is just clearly so confused and does not understand what's happening at all and it's just Sasha Baron Cohen going on and on about these gloves that you wear whenever you eat ice cream so you don't get ice cream on your hands um I know we're not supposed to talk about it I spent election night watching the roast of Donald Trump and then like Mm -hmm. Biden's like compilations of Biden's biggest gaffes (laughs) why we made it we did a lot of tequila shots <laughs> so oh man donald trump like uh, i mean i feel like we're in it now we might as well just talk yeah. about it for the last couple minutes he has uh i was watching an interview about i think it was colin jost talking about when donald trump hosted snl and it was just like he has no sense of humor whatsoever <laughs> and the only thing he responds to is when other people like react to what he's saying and that's how he gauges things but like he doesn't laugh or like find anything funny and the only way he like donald trump gauged what he thought was funny or not is like when he did it in front of an audience and if people laughed or not that is that was absolutely true of his roast because we're sitting there and we're like why the fuck did he agree to do this like with his ego and everything and like mm. him being so butthurt about everything he he pretty much just laughs when the audience doesn't laugh in like a whoa way like if it's genuinely mm. like hilarious you know what i mean mm. yeah <laughs> i mean he doesn't i don't think it's not surprising he doesn't strike me as someone who has a great sense of humor in general but yeah when you look like that <laughs> he's well, the most you- he's the most like memeable like he is just a caricature very true donald trump if you're listening to this fuck you <laughs> yes i'm sure he is that was way to get that in at the very end nice one that you really scored one mm-hmm. no right. one's ever said that either like i people really need to it's speak true. out more <laughs> i don't understand how we keep being the first one to speak on all these issues like yeah. i don't people it's... really need to speak out more we are doing our part but i have yet to hear from a single other voice it's disappointing frankly it's deafening all right well this feels like we've reached a stopping point dunking on donald trump we're not gonna we're not gonna top that comedically i don't think Uh, hopefully it'll show in the polls (laughs) uh you got any you got any closing statements i hope that by the time this goes up it has showed in the polls (laughs) all right 